Hey, friend. What's up? I'm so excited. I miss you so much. Miss you more. Um, hey, Jamie. What's up? Don't don't let me interrupt y'all moment. Yes, we just like we'll we have a moment every week. This isn't anything new. <laughs> we be loving on each other right here. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of um. Dang, not you forgot the name. Don't do me. Don't do me. <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Farmers oh, Market with Renan stuff. I got it he out. Went, he said, I can't do it. I can't do this. <laughs> no, he, he, took, he, bopped, he bopped off. Okay, let me. Uh, well, he'll let us know if he needs another link. Um, hey, best friend. <laughs> what's up? What's, what's going on? Nothing. Um, me- oh, okay. okay. I'm um, making I- a fully green salad, except for a chicken, because if it's green, it ain't good. Okay. What um, you doing? I'm just, I just got off some other recording. <laughs> I love it that I can just do everything at one time. I love that for me. Um, what should we been like while we wait for, you know, Mr. Jamie to come back? What's my, what was my weekend like? What's your week? what you do last week? Oh, um, what did I do last week? I think I was outside last week. Girl. He was outside. I, know what I did last week. I I got this is a story maybe for here, but probably for another episode. I went to a trap house. You know what? Okay, see, that's an offline story for real. That's that's an offline story for real. I'm be honest. Yo, when I tell you this story, you are gonna be like, what? How? Why? Where? Can you and why wasn't I there? Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Hey. Perfect timing. Yes. Hey. Hello. So. Oh, I heard everything, but I guess y'all hilarious. didn't hear me. No, we Something didn't about a trap house, and I don't know. Yeah. It's, that it was, was the end of it. <laughs> that's the end of it. Because it that's not. It doesn't need to be a story for today. No. Um. So, guys, you know, for our little schedule we have going, we are inviting guests on. Um, from the audience, shout out to the audience. Yes. Um, okay. to ask, you know, the therapist questions, get all in our business, get all in this therapy business, if you will. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and we do have a guest. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I like to let the guests introduce themselves just because they can tell us about them better than we can tell y'all. That part. <laughs> I'd hope so. So it's like a class thing. Stand up. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, you know. please. Tell the class. Literally, I'm literally standing. Um, my name is Jamie. <laughs> I am a resident of a new resident of Delaware. I'm from King of Prussia. Um, me and my partner Chris, we moved here and uh, back in April, and we're loving it. So, um, Dang, yeah, yeah, April. Yeah, that's so crazy. <laughs> it's been a minute, but uh, you're almost at six months. I know. Tell me about it. Tell the DMV that because they they want the car <laughs> registration and all that. They so they want it now, not not. They next want week. it now. Yeah, they, they they you save on the some taxes, but they get you everywhere else. They sure do. But uh, right. <laughs> but no, and um, I am. Let's see how detailed shall we get. I am thirty five. I am not a U.S. citizen, but I am a resident alien. I hail from Brazil. 
Woo! And uh, oh, and fine. your other so, half yeah. is my other half is Australia. Oh, you mean yeah. me or my partner? Well, so, yeah, both. But, <laughs> but, but both. I was talking about the Australian. <laughs> Australia. So yeah, my dad is Australian. My mom is Brazilian, and um, I happen to be birthed in Brazil. And um, yeah, <laughs> it makes it sound like it was a ritual. Well, it, it could have been anyway. It really is, but we'll get to that another day, another time, another day, another time. Right, right. <laughs> We're not going to explain birth to the girls today. No, we don't oh, want to do no. that. We don't want to scare nobody away. Um, I did it one time, and that was it. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't want to know about that combo. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, <laughs> so you know, Jamie is here to ask us questions. Um. I feel like nothing is off limits. I feel like we're pretty transparent here. Transparent. Uh, well, it's kind of like I need to know, I don't know, like the, I, I have a million issues ranging from the squeaky floor I'm on, like how to fix that, to what's keeping me up at night. You know what, what I mean? There's a whole range of things. Ah, I can't, <sighs> I can might help with the floor. I'm a little handy. I, don't be a smidge. Not I. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Um, I watch HGTV, but I've never done it. Well, see, you, you can't do that because the Golden Girls come on after that. So that kind of Hilarious. settles it down. But, but I digress. Um, I don't know. Like, there was something I had a really curious question about, and it comes up a lot. And I'm going to go cut straight to that, cut straight to the chase. And that is your personal life and your work life. Right. Prioritizing both. Um, if you're really good at your job and really good at what you do, how do you stop that ego from coming home? Ooh, yeah. Do you know um, what I mean? There's an ego. You're really good. You pat yourself on the back all day long. And then you got to come home to dumb it down a bit sometimes, it feels. It's up and I'll go. Um, I Please think, don't, because I, I, I missed a half of because my phone decided to not pick up all the audio. So please go. Oh, no. I know. Yeah, you know, we work on the most resourceful podcast in America. In America. Um, I would say for me, talking about, I guess his question is asking, you know, how do you take your ego down after excelling at work and then coming home into your home space and mm-hmm. being less, you know, having more humility? Is that mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah, because not everybody wants to hear it all the time. And then you got to change gears, if you will, from work mode to uh-huh. home mode. And it may be a different energy level. It may be a different approach on how you do things. You may be a bulldog on the phone and with people all day, but then you got to be a little sweetheart at home. Yes, 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 yes. Um, for me, I've learned um, over time cope, like to cope with that and to bring it down is to have some sort of wind down process on the way home um because you know we work with people and we listen to people all day um and having that complex of i need to save everybody at home too i've started to over the years develop things that i'm doing on the ride home Mm -hmm. so I can take it down a notch and I'm not so much in that okay I gotta fix everything or solving type of mode so for me um, especially when I'm really struggling podcasts, books Mm -hmm. um, music on the way home things that will kind of take me down into like myself Mm -hmm. 
Um, I have like a chill playlist and I will throw that on. And usually by the time the third or fourth song comes on, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm chilling. Or I'll read, you know, like audiobooks, right? On the way home, depending on the, the commute, you know, something, you know, fantasy based or something romantic or something that's not, that has nothing really to do with what I do on a day to day basis to help check back in and to kind of like bring myself back into what I guess like a regular, you know, regular, regular Corinne and not the therapist Corinne. So what about you, Seven? Oh, I was like, I was trying to let you finish. Oh, no. um, I think, I think one of the big things that like we learned in this field, oh no, did it happen again? I think you can still hear us though. Okay, well, I think. Um, well, I think for us, like we learned early on at home. I mean, at work. Yeah. So, like for me, the moment I um, leave the door from work, and I know I'm not going back, it's easier for me to just be like, "Okay, you're out. Like you made it." And I just, I feel like I don't like to keep that, that stuff with me. So definitely what you said, as far as like a playlist or a podcast, um, or an audiobook. Cause I know for me, like on days where I feel like it's going to, I go to work listening to some of my favorite podcasts, including this one. Um, but then I'll also like, I'll know where I'm at if I leave work and I have to put on a podcast or if I leave work and I have to put on like a specific playlist, Right. I know like, oh, it must've been a rough day. So like, I know I need to laugh a little more or I need to take a longer drive like around, like to get home. I need to take a different route. Um, I need to, whatever it is, to, like, change that before I go anywhere. Right. And so I'll do that. So I think for for you, Jamie, whenever you hop back on, and for other people, like, you got to find, like, so, oh, the other part that I do is, like, keep some of my favorite things, like, in my car. So yeah. whether it's, like, a favorite drink, um, a favorite uh- snack, uh favorite like keepsake a favorite whatever so that I can always like have something a point of welcome back a like good point of reference to like bring my mood down and like bring my joy back up right Uh like that's like that that big thing is like find a way to create some joy and find a way to like bring yourself down regardless of even if you didn't necessarily have to be like in head honcho work mode, even if you're just coming out from work, like reminder to yourself to like leave that at work and then change your mood regardless of how you leave work. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have a 45 minute commute. So that gives you do. me that time to, to want, I mean, 45 on a good day. You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> I have that time to definitely come back. Um, yeah, sorry about my audio. Apparently when my screen goes dead, it all goes dead, but I can hear you. 
Um, oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, so I have to make sure it's constantly live and doesn't go to sleep. But anyway, um, yeah, no, that that's really cool because it's a good, a good advice, I should say, because I do listen to some car music. I mean, it's not uncommon knowledge that, you know, hard music definitely keeps your blood going. Whereas mm-hmm. calm, softer, soothing playlists, you know, the chill playlist will definitely get you down. And and even if it was a good day or a bad day, you're still in that kind of like a rah-rah phase from work. Right. And calming you down, of course, depending on traffic too, right. um, may actually help with that. And I have found that. And everything from a comfy seat in a car, nice car, to yes. a... You know, a nice, smooth, average drive. It doesn't have to be, you know, 80 plus. It doesn't have to be 20 minus, but a nice drive is, is good. And um, I mean, yeah, you're right. That decompress, have something to, to focus on so that you're not coming directly from work. Now, if I worked around mm-hmm. the corner, we'd have a problem. <clears throat> yeah, that's where, you know, those things, like I think Stefan mentioned, like taking a different route to make it a little bit longer. Yeah. or in that case stopping at your favorite place yeah like mm-hmm. if you live closer maybe you know grabbing that starbucks or you know going to the park or something or like doing a scenic route before you head I home i literally have starbucks here in front of me yes <laughs> who for who glad <laughs> come on um that is definitely something that you can still put into place it just would be a little bit more intentional instead of if you have a commute, it's already naturally built in that you have some sort of buffer between you and then straight into like the home space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what killed people like relationships throughout COVID because y'all didn't have like not y'all as in y'all, but like people <laughs> didn't have right? like yeah, and you didn't. Nobody thought to like mimic some of the things that you did on a regular basis even though you were working at home. Yeah. Right. It just, it ruined a lot of people's um, ability to create that balance between uh-huh. uh, work and home. Yeah. No, I definitely found that to be true because um, I had, uh, basically I had to figure out how to do, how to manage people, not only myself, but how to manage other people. And so I had that extra stress that I never knew I had to go through to try to be able to, um, you know, keep my job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And and that was a stress that I couldn't turn a switch on and off. Um, We have a dog. So you have, you know, daddy duties. Yes. Yes. Because now I'm home. All of a sudden now I have to walk the dog. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) I'm not used to that extra step. So. Yeah, it, it's it's you're right that that time when work is off, when you walk out that door, we're done. It's, yeah, it's finding something to balance that out. So, yeah, yeah. thank you guys. You're welcome. Have another one, right? Yes, <laughs> they're all you. You ask all of them. I'm gonna start with a quick side question. I just stepped outside to get a little quieter, and I smell gas. I left the gas on from the grill earlier. I think oh. I'm okay out here. <laughs> oh my I'm God. sorry. Did you turn it off? I did turn it off just now, yeah. Okay. And, like, the neighbor has a candle going, so I'm just going to walk away a little oh. bit. <laughs> it could be fun. It could be on the news. Um, what was the other thing? So, now that I'm outside and a little more away from 
other ears in the house. Um, I have a question for you. Yes. For both of you. Um, I have been seeing my partner for 15 years now. Woo! There are no rings. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. There is no obligation here, honestly. We are not pressuring each other to do anything. We are not in a situation in which we have to get married. However, it's 15 years. Um, we just bought a house together and he is not only somebody who I admit to having as a partner, but he's also my best friend. Oh. So even when we get into our little spats, as every couple does, he's always gonna be my friend. So there's that level of understanding. And, but then you, everyone asks how long y'all been together? Oh, where's the ring? Yeah. It's almost like it becomes a social, well, what the hell? Um, my parents divorced. I, that I saw young at a young age that marriage ain't for everybody. Right. And so I, I kind of approached anything that I was ever in that same way. And um, it, it, it's in working in the financial world, um, I understand the pros of being married. It, there's a lot of pros for being married and especially with spousal health issues and, and when one passes, um, things are a lot easier if you're married. Right. But taking the legal matters aside, what are the obligations you have to get married if it's not technically a priority? However, it should probably be addressed. Um, me personally, I just got on the marriage bandwagon in the last year or so. <clears throat> I'm currently single. I'm single. She's on the thought process. The thought process. Um, I was somebody who was very kind of like, it's not necessarily important or it doesn't really matter. But I think you brought up a great point with the societal pressure of, okay, you guys have been together for a long time or a longer term situation. What's stopping you from making this commitment? Um, and I think in some cases it's a little bit of education and unfortunately it kind of falls on you as a person who's in a situation, but I feel like educating people on, you know, life partnership is a big thing or something that you can kind of use to frame it in, um, that you guys have made a commitment by way of life partnership. And if a marriage was to come from this life partnership, okay, cool. But if not, that doesn't take away the sacredness of your covenant that you made with your partner. Uh-huh. Um, I don't that, want a piece of paper to dictate yeah, how I feel about somebody. I agree. Um, I got on a bandwagon because I think for me, just personally, my mother was very, I understand what it looks like, what a marriage looks like. I've seen the negatives as well. Um, but you know, I've started to believe in it for myself. Um, it's not something I'm actively pursuing. If I was to have a partner, I was with a partner for seven years. We never had any type of marriage conversation, you know what I mean? But that would be considered a long-term situation. And I did get the same questions like, okay, it's been seven years. What are y'all doing? You know, there's no baby, there's no house, there's no engagement. Uh Like, what are y'all doing? And that was my, you know, explanation. This is my partner. You know, we're not necessarily in that space. I appreciate your concern. Um, but like you said, it's not for everybody. 
my ex partner at the time was not nowhere near a space um, of being able to commit and make that type of commitment. And I think also to mentioning that you guys or in, in people in that situation, if you guys own a home together or you have a business together, whatever, maybe highlighting that and pushing that to the forefront because that um, he can hear us, I believe. Yeah. Um, I think we saw that message. The screen went off. Yeah. That's so funny. In like not a funny haha way. It's just weird. Yeah, I don't it's kind of weird. Um, but it kind of just um that's how I would frame it for people who are in that experience where they've been with their partner for a long term, you know, situation and mm-hmm. everybody is like, Hey, like why are y'all not married? Why are we not together? You know, what's what's happening when the right. baby's coming and stuff like that? It's kind of <laughs> like, Well, actually, you know, so like partnership, we're very happy content and what we're doing if something changes you know we'll let you know right but for you you know Stephanie, what would your answer be to that um well my counter question is like what are what are the conversations like when y'all do talk about it ah <clears throat> well now you're getting into the micro conversations so <laughs> it's, it's well no it's a really good point because i could talk about this forever we have 15 years together. We know everything about each other. I know how he thinks. He knows how I think. He knows how I will react to anything. And um, we are not the problem, I think. Um, I'll give yeah. you one of the big hurdles. My mother. My mom is... She, she was raised in a convent in rural Brazil. And that's all she knew up until the time she met my dad. And she was then thrust into liberal Australia. And I think she still holds a lot of those core values. And a lot of that revolves around marriage and what the rules are between a male and a female. And I meant man and woman. (laughs) Um, But, and and so she, having said that, she wasn't very open with me coming out of the closet. Uh, she was not very open about how I dealt with that, how I wanted to deal with that. And on top of it all, I think we have another angle. And I think she may have a slight issue with race. My partner is not the same race I am. Right. Um, I think she's kind of gotten over the race thing. I'm like, Ma, you've lived in other countries now. You know there are other races. And she's got friends of all different kinds of backgrounds. So I think she's kind of gotten over that. However, being close to home she may still have reservations. It's just that gut feeling we all have. Always trust their gut. Always trust their gut. And this yeah. is the gut feeling I have. Um, she is not always welcoming to some of my friends that I've brought closer to home. Yeah. And I, I get that. I, I, you know, you sense that vibe. You just don't push them. You don't push mama's vibe. So now I'm in a position of, I kind of want to tell her, deal with it. Yeah. If that's yeah. my life. Yep. But she's got so many health issues that I don't want to kind of add to that. Um, and so that's one conversation regarding marriage. Another one is his family. They're very conservative. They know about him, and but they don't talk about it. You know, he's just the, he, oh, he's that guy. He's the special one in the family who always knew how to dress, you know? Um. And so I don't know if his family would be welcome, but I think he's in the same boat. Screw y'all. It's my life. Right. Well, and... but then my question to that is, 
Why haven't y'all discussed marriage? If that's where y'all both, if that's where both of your heads are at. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And honestly, I don't know. It's never been a priority enough for it to come up. Right. It's never been, you know, lunch. Where are we having lunch has always been more important than marriage. Um, and I think we're having a tough time in deciding that. And the reason I asked that tonight is because it is coming up. We do have a house. We're getting older. Um, th- we have stuff together, accounts together. So now we're going to have to start thinking about, um, you know, what happens if the bus were to find one of us one day. Very yeah. soon, you know, so um, we have logistical things to think about as adults. And I know we don't like to talk about it, but... You know, before I did the financial stuff at work, I did estate planning. And it's a hard conversation to have, especially you have to turn to your partner and say, well, who, what kid gets what? What happens, yeah. you know, do not resuscitate, blah, blah, blah. It's a difficult conversation to have, especially when you don't find yourself having to have it. And you're more focused on like, you know, who's coming over for dinner. Yeah. It's difficult to change gears, especially here at home, where we then have personal dynamics. I'm very open and free. He's very, let's just say, conservative and straight to the point. Sometimes having that kind of conversation, we need a trigger. We need to either watch a movie, in which that was an issue. We need to see it happen to somebody close to us for us to have that conversation. It hasn't happened. So having that trigger to have us have that conversation, I don't know what that is. But also, if we do have it, what do I say? (laughs) Yeah. Um. Stephen got an answer first. <laughs> he thought he was like, he thought I wasn't keeping track. I was keeping track. <laughs> I guess my thought is like, what what do you think his response would be if you posed to him? Just posed it to us. I think like it's how he from... values marriage. And I don't think he necessarily thinks of it as something that he wants in life, needs in life or is searching for in life. He's always been happy just either with me or with the way things are. He's always built and provided for himself. And now that Mm. I'm here, he's sharing that. And I think he's kind of in the same boat, but maybe coming from a different angle in the sense that we we don't need a piece of paper to tell us that. That we're together. um, Yeah, so. uh, But I I think, but I think it's, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, I think it's different. Like the conversation isn't about the piece of paper. The conversation is everything else that comes with that piece of paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not necessarily about like, this is showing that like we own each other. It's more so like, cool, this paper is when, that allows us to sign this paper and this paper and this paper and this paper and these papers mean something. Right. Even if this paper doesn't feel like it means anything. Right. Yeah, um, and and I see that every day at work. So it's in my face. I see right. the the pros and cons of having that paper, um, and it it's just one of those. Then you have the other issue of you know if you do decide to go ahead, then you got the wedding. Who comes to that? No wedding is stress free. Um, yeah, and you know we got to be fabulous with it if we are. So. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, and then, you know, then what? <laughs> okay, everything's over, honeymoon's over. Then what? We go back to what's for lunch. Exactly. 
But now yeah, you have, have a sharp all of the pros of having that other piece of paper. Like, right. Um, I don't necessarily know if marriage has to be this like big life changing thing. It's just there's some significance to that in that moment. And then you go back to living your lives and still growing as people. Yeah. Um, I I definitely had some thoughts to add, like as like how to approach it. Um, and then the fear that could be surrounding it because I think marriage doesn't have a good PR or publicist um, mm-hmm. a lot of people there is for whatever reason a trigger that switches mm-hmm. um, and there could be some fear on his end like okay if we do this will it change I don't know what you know it's perfect it's kind of like if you if it's broke don't fix it and maybe his whole thing is like well I don't want to pressure it I don't want to change it you know what I mean right. I want it to be the same right. um, but I think coming from your background and maybe having a conversation around security mm-hmm. um, and approaching the estate planning type of view of it um, right. that might make it an easier conversation because I could already see it going into like I don't want to say an ultimatum type of thing mm-hmm. but being like well I'm going to get married now because of this and you need to do it and then him right. being like, well, no, absolutely not. Because I feel like we're perfect now. So right, right. having that conversation around, like, okay, is there a fear? Do you feel like it will be different or it will change? Um, and then, well, here's my reasoning, right? Here's the facts. Because right. if it's very conservative, it's probably analytical. So here is the facts. This is what I need you to know. This is why I'm interested Mm-hmm. And maybe having more of a conversation around us making it quote unquote official or a legal contract, right? Right. right. Um, and that kind of takes some of this thing out of it because, like you said, at this point, it's like we've been together for 15 years. What is really going to change? But for some people, for whatever reason, as soon as they say I do, it's some kind of switch in their mm-hmm. mind that flips and they're not the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can so, change the dynamic. So right. I have two thoughts off of this. And I don't know which one goes first. But even if you just have this conversation just for the interest of hearing an opinion, right? Like you get his information and and you get to decide what to do with that. Yeah. And it's like either it's like, oh, I'm going to, fine. Like I get it. I'll accept it. I want this just that much. So like I'm not going to. I'm not I'm not even going to go that route or you know thinking about all the things that I've gone through and had to do with like life I realize that's more important to me than than just you know where we're at in this relationship right mm-hmm. so you have to figure out kind of what the drive is for you or what the worst case scenario is and is that the reason why you're not having a conversation? Right. Yeah. Um, and and I think as you're saying it, I'm sitting here going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But that's because I know that. And it's yeah. something that I don't want to admit that I know. But at the end of the day, I already know it. It's, it's like when you tell somebody what they already deep down know but don't want to admit or act on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. Absolutely. By the way, are these cicadas too loud? No, the cicadas are it's giving a very nature-esque <laughs> background, is. and I love that for us. 
Firefly check. It's a campfire, exactly. We work in mm-hmm. the thing. Um, no, no, really, thank you. That's that's again, it's the truth I already know. Y'all are just bringing it out. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's what we're. That's what like therapy is about too. I think a lot of times people come into it and they're looking for these like Instagram or like facebook or twitter nuggets and it really isn't that it's really just like bringing certain things to the surface and allowing you a safe space to really listen and hear what it is and then also provide like i said a safe space for you to process through it and decide how you want to go about it right um and how it might land Mm -hmm. especially for like people that are truly ready to become like self-aware or right on the cusp of self-aware or like are self-aware but don't want like you said to kind of admit some of the things that you already know but you need somebody else to say it so that it could be you could hear it differently than how you're telling yourself right right and it's not just that but also having somebody you know who you can trust and somebody right you know not just validating down the street right somebody who actually can 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 know you and like, know you enough to know they're not just blurting that out of some you know cookie cutter right. or something. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's I'm taking notes now that I can. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I love it. I figured out the yeah, it's the app. That's what would screw me up with the sound. But uh, uh, yeah, I it's it's yeah, that's marriage, right? <laughs> He said that's marriage. That's what it is. Um, I think a lot of people may be in the same situation, so I'm glad that you brought that as a question. Um, And being as though me and Stefan have done a lot about dating, but talking about long-term relationships and marriage and how to transfer over um, is is definitely difficult and does require some support. Um, But so you say things like transfer over. It's like, well, wait. Transfer where? Yeah, people, it's it's a difference, you know. Being married is is different. It's not the same as like a a long term situation. There is a difference again with the benefits and the cons. Um, it's a little bit more permanent, which I don't want to make it menacing, but I want to be honest with you, it is it's mm-hmm. different. Um, but when you have the benefit of, like you said, knowing this person, having that companionship. Um, it's a little bit easier than say somebody who's trying to do it in a year. You get what I'm right. saying? Like, so mm-hmm. we met six months and you proposed another six months. We're planning and now we're into this very permanent situation. situation. Right. <laughs> and that's not like, I don't know you after a year in my mind. Right. Uh-huh. So we could switch over into this permanency and I really don't like what I see. Or I'm really right. not, I don't know you enough to have made this decision. You know what right. I mean? So that's when we have that, again, separating it off because it is different. Very case specific. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I have that history of 15 years. Yeah. Most people get married after a year or two. Um, I, and then Where? you have those people, right? It's a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know it's dark, but I feel the shade. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't shade. I'm looking for them. So, yes, you hey. find the tree that they're under. Please send me that location. Please, well, I do have bats flying around. Maybe they morph. Yikes. Um, 
but but then I have to you know you have to bring out the opposite of, of marriage divorce and I yeah. no clients I had no people my mom my dad these are people that are close to me who can attest to the fact that divorce made them happier yeah yeah, yeah. and but but I wonder like I'm sorry I don't mean to okay. off again. I no. just wonder like if they obviously hindsight 2020 uh-huh. But if they had had a conversation like this prior to marriage, would they have realized before getting married, like, oh, actually, this is not what life should be here for? Yeah. I, I hope not because I want to be here. Well, that's true. But I mean, you still could have. <laughs> they could have agreed to disagree. But Well, maybe that's why I'm here. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, if people had the conversations that they wish they had, like prior to making big leaps or big jumps, big jumps or like big changes or things like that, like some people would be better off, or some people would find out like what's actually really important to them or what's not. Uh-huh. Yeah, I also want to say to premarital counseling. Um, outside of religious circles seems to be kind of like, ah, ah, we're not doing that unless you have money. Um, right. But I think in your situation, that might be something that could potentially be helpful um, because then you guys can both have a safe space to discuss, okay, what is this change going to look like? What can we anticipate? And right. then you both can make a decision like, ah, that still don't, that don't sound like that for us. I feel like we cool. You know what I mean? We'll work it out. Right. We'll write our will right. to where these things are taken care of and we'll just carry our own insurance, right? That's right, fine. Right. But that is the thing that I want more people to take more seriously and to find people who are competent at it because religious spaces, no shout out, no doubt to them and their counseling practices. I, you know, I haven't seen enough success. Right. From my personal viewpoint and, you know, working. But, right. you know, finding a competent you know marriage and family therapist who does premarital counseling who can kind of take you through those things so that you're prepared and you're not going into this major change quote unquote blindsided like a lot of people do after a year you know what I mean we've seen the marriage person for like two three times Uh and we are like that's it we're done they're saying they're signing off on our marriage we're ready to go and I'm just like "Uh, I don't know about that right right and then you have people who get married several times. Like, yeah. Well, where's the legitimacy in that? And it's not because somebody died. It's they just it didn't work out. So right. Yeah. How, I mean, you could assume that they're jumping into it. We don't know the circumstances, but yeah, to, I agree to get married it. and divorced like that. I mean, we can talk everything from Britney Spears to don't do that. Who, I, <laughs> it's a shame I, for me. <laughs> oh, I know the triggers. I know the triggers. Um, but yeah, like you know, people who almost treat it like it's a contract yeah and 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 you see that there's there's different marriage definitions it's not just a piece of paper you also have the definitions that come with it and and i don't know if me and him are aligned um in that what we define as then a married person yeah that's important um, that's really because we important. become a unit that's basically what it is. We're not just we're not just people. We're now a unit, a household. They go yeah. together. A name, right? right. Um, we are house and, of whatever we are, whatever right. whoever decides to pick it. So, 
oh, there's a million different things going through my head that, but you got to figure out, okay, we, we'll get to that. Right. But you got to take that first step. Right. Why? Yeah. That, like I said, identifying in definitions is important. And I've been trying to, you know, work with couples, which I'm not going to do no more. Shout out to them. That part. But, um, <laughs> With couples and talking about and doing a lot of translating, and this is what this means. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that you, you know, you have us, and now you know, premarital counseling, things like that, and resources. You can go into these resources and say, "I want to establish this before we move forward," because I think what you're saying is what a lot of people experience. It's like, okay, my thought of marriage is, you know, we live together, we pay bills together, you know, we vacation together that's marriage meant to somebody else, it might be slavery, right? It's like right. you do everything, I just bring the money and that's it. And then, okay, well wait, that's not you know, that's not aligning with what I thought this was supposed right. to be. And then we, we have the divorce rate that we have. So um, Right. I, I want to see the divorce point. rates in, of, of marriage counselors. I think there's yeah. a study to be had here. It, it, okay, yes, we're we going to write that down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the study is zero because we all just decide to stay single. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but I think I also think like, oh man, never mind. I lost you. That oh no, I, I got it. it. I got it back. Um, if you, if everything is going great now, right? Uh-huh. You could literally just plan this wedding or this marriage as just what it is. Like you said, use it as a contract. Do it. Sign it. Put it in the safe and leave it, and get back to the way your your relationship was in the first place. Yeah, uh-huh. because no you're for both, the, the exactly right. like if you're just gonna use it for what it is, as far as the pros of it all, then let then have the discussion and let that be that. Be like, okay, cool, we can do the bare min of whatever we're gonna do because it this is just like it's special. It happens, but it's also just the day that you know, we are allowed to do so much more with our lives. Yeah. And like, that's it. It doesn't have to be anything else. Yeah, Which goes back to the whole, it doesn't have to be a public announcement. Nobody no. wants to know. Right. Mm-hmm. No. Um, it's whatever you like to make it. Um, everything is. Everything is. But everything it can enhance is. a relationship. I think, see, it's perspective. And mm-hmm. it's going to enhance what you have going on. It's not going to take anything away. Right, um, right, right, right. And I think couples who have that time in, it's an enhancement at that point. It's not yeah. the pressure has been taken out of marriage, right? Because the courtship uh-huh. has already taken place. We know each other. We know each other's families. Where it's like, okay, it's just um, a matter of fact or it's just one next step, something to check off. It's it a doesn't, Yeah, it doesn't have to be like the wedding because I think a lot of people get caught up in marriage and wedding are not the same thing. And that's right. what I think those a lot of people love too. They have right. the wedding, but then they never have the marriage. Right. Right. It's the wedding is to satisfy the people that have been screaming for it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because at this point, like, if I was in that mindset of it just being like a contract to get better and do whatever, I would almost just celebrate the day we met still versus being like the wedding day. Yeah, because one in my mind is more significant than the other. Yeah, I agree, and you can always do more later. I've been trying to get people to do that too. Like, it um doesn't necessarily have to be um 
pomp and circumstance. Like you said, it could literally be us going to, you know, get the marriage license, slide on down the hall to the little uh, conveyor belt, and go. Right. No, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, nobody got to know. We ain't got to tell nobody. Right. We got to inform Vegas. nobody. <laughs> Vegas. Yeah. You know, what I mean? we can elope and keep it moving um, because the wedding often kind of put, yes, it puts fractures into your relationship, which then causes fractures in your marriage, it, you know, the title of it. And then, you know, hence again, going back to divorce, you know what I mean? Now, we did all this right. pressure, we put all this pressure on this wedding, this one night, this one event that we didn't take the time to truly lay the foundation in our marriage. Yeah. Um, and that could be a problem, but I don't, and from what you're telling me, I don't feel like in your situation, that would be the concern where right. the marriage right. or the wedding would fuck up the, you know, the marriage or the relationship. Right. And oh, we just have something to do. I know we could cuss. Yeah, I be cussing. I cuss all the time. Oh my god! Now she tells me. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm not touching this bitch. I'm not mad. No, no, I'm kidding. No, we cuss all the time. We're we are a cuss free uh, situation. We cuss and cuss down. Okay. <laughs> oh, let's let's just restart this because I could come out. This <laughs> Rewind. Right. But no, and Steph, to what you were saying, August 29th, 2004, that was the first night we met. We, I mean, I like to call it Olympics and chill because the closing ceremony to the Athens Olympics was on. Like, I remember that night vividly and the connection from there on and the friend he was, is, uh, back then, uh, it just, it developed. We, we weren't, we didn't set an expectation. And I think that's why when I started this question, I could say freely, he is my friend beyond yeah. anything else. So if we have the biggest fight, which we've had, if we have a, a huge disagreement over something, which we have, if anything, a day or two later, it helps with perspective, but we always are friends. We're still going to make sure that, hey, you know, you good, you okay, you're alive, or, or you know, yeah. something that will cue us that, okay, you're still breathing. All right, go be pissed off somewhere else. <laughs> so <laughs> there's history there. We know how we think, but we also know that when things aren't cool, to either step away or cut it out. And the, the boundaries, we, like I said, we already know how we work. So yeah, having a piece of paper there, great. Let's do it. Then let's go to lunch. We could do that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to make it, you know, like I said, where everybody else makes it, because I think that's where we kind of get fucked up is the wedding. It's like, oh my god! I right, gotta have 50 right. people for you, 50 people for me. What am I gonna wear? Oh, I gotta have that Gucci. I have to have million dollar flowers. Um, I have to have this certain type mm-hmm. of thing. It's like, no, like, just go get something to eat and come, you know, live your life. Like, don't make right. it this big separate thing. It is a and change, but it's not it's yeah. a simple change. And that adds pressure. The wedding itself. Oh well, I was right. at your wedding. I was at your first exactly. wedding. Exactly. I, I was at like, your first whoa. wedding. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> funny. I mean, I could come up with a million different scenarios, but at the end of the day, it boils down to why. Why get married? And that's that's between us. That is the intimate right. part of mm-hmm. that's the core of marriage. The basic definition of it. Yeah. And uh, no, that's again. I probably already knew I just needed. I needed a, a therapist or two here and there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we just we we add the reassurance. We helpful um, sometimes. 
and we just be trying to help people get to their best self or have their best experience. Yeah. Or enhance their best selves. Yes. Come on, enhance. It is the word of the day. Enhance. Enhance, darling. Enhance. And. Exactly. Um, I love it. The house of the uh, the house of enhance. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny you said that. I don't know how much time do we have left because I, I wanted to squeeze in one more little. Oh, we got time for one more question. Okay. Yeah. So you said taking care of yourself and all that. I I I have a bunch of notes here, right? Because I wasn't sure what we could talk about. We could talk about deep. We could talk about light. So I made categories for both. And the last one I have here. Category is. How, category is. How the hell do you keep your goals for your personal health? We can sit here and say, all right, I know I got to eat salads and lose weight. Right. But come on, that cheese over there. Oh, 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 oh. you were going to ask the wrong people. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but no. like, you know what you have to do. Yeah. And yes. why are we, so, and not just me in particular, why are people just so stubborn and knowing? And I guess it's not even tied back to the previous question. We know what we have to do, but why? What is that wall? Do we need that push to just do it? I always, sorry, I think. No, you go ahead. I always like going from the therapy side of thinking of like working with drug and alcohol people, right? One of the biggest things that they will always say is when you hit your rock bottom, you'll change. It's always like, it's one of the most, one of the most common things that they say if you go to like a meeting or if you talk to people that have been kind of in recovery for a really long time, they'll say like, once you hit rock bottom and you're tired, you'll stop. Uh And so for a lot of people, including myself, because Speaking of a personal experience, that's why I'm Neil Pepper right now. But a lot of people, and they know it's an issue, but it's not bad enough for them to care about it. Yeah. Okay. So they and need so that heart like, attack. You, they do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but even the sad part is, even for some people, that's not enough. Mm. So like you, it has to be. It has to be like the worst possible thing to happen to you related to that goal Mm -hmm. for you to want to do something about it. Yeah. Um, My response to it from a therapeutic response is like small changes. Um, I think being realistic, I'm be honest with you, a lot of people aren't realistic in their health goals or for a lot of their goals. They're not realistic. It's like I want a million dollars, but you have like ten million in debt. It's like mm-hmm. wait, yeah. let's let's that get you out of debt. That's right. really bad. You know, what I mean? like that's right. not realistic. That's your goal. I respect it. Right? Uh-huh. Let's break it down. Let's like try debt management. Right, that would right. be the goal. Um, but I, when I work with people who are working on health goals or any type of goal. My thing is to start small. What small changes can you make? Like, can we just like try a little bit more order? You know what I mean? Like, let's let's break it down to the smallest point possible for you. Right. Because I find that when people are approaching these health goals or any serious type of goal, they get overwhelmed and they quit. Right. So making those small changes 
and then we can add something at a, a certain benchmark or whatever we determine, right? right. So if we're doing more water, I want to drink more water. Okay, let's try water every other day. Right. Then, okay, I brought water every week. other day. Uh-huh. Let's increase it from there. In my personal <laughs> right. life, I've done the same thing. Like, if I feel like I really need to change something or really need to do something, I'm going to start small. So, like, if I want to say... I want to start drinking more water, which we'll go with, right? I'm going to just be like, okay, let me buy water. That'll be my thing. I just need to have it. Right. I got to make yeah. sure I had the resources for this goal. So that's my thing, or the tools. So mm-hmm. now, okay, I'm going to buy the water. Okay, I got the cases of water. Okay, now this week, let's focus on drinking the cases of water. Okay, I'm going to drink one water a day. And I'm going to slowly increase myself up because I know that if I say I want to lose 50 pounds, and I have junk food in my house, it's not going to happen. Right. It's but then don't just, you hit I don't those roadblocks? You hit those roadblocks of like, okay, I see a couple, I see five, ten pounds off. Yay! I can afford to have that Danish. I can afford, and that's where you go back into the cycle. Yeah. Well, but then you, you can create a new cycle because if you see that as a speed bump versus a wall, like, one stops you, one just slows you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, you... Yeah, really? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's my notes app? I lost it. Hold on. (laughs) No, but I'm saying, like, like, it has to be that. So then your new routine might just be like, oh, you hit, you know, eight speed bumps in a year. Next year, make it seven. Next year, make it six. And, like, it's why, like, in, in therapy when we talk with people and we work with people and we have to create like a treatment plan, you have the major goal, but then you have the objectives. You have the short-term stuff of like, what are you going to do in the interim so that you changing seems as effortless as possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. I just try to tell people small is better and in in weight and health, like don't deny yourself because restricting is automatically in your brain gonna go to reserves. Like I have to overdo. You yeah, know what I mean? Because right. I gotta pick up these reserves. So, you know, if it's taking you like cake, okay, have the cake. Have the cake. Correct. Cause if you don't, you won't eat the whole cake. So have the slice. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You I, yes. like I said, I got the one because <laughs> Oh. Baby, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat a couple slices of cake. I ain't gonna hold you. But if I'm working towards that in my own personal goals, uh-huh. I know what the limits are, and I know my boundaries are. So I know if I can't eat just a whole cake, I'll buy a slice at a time. Because like I said, mm-hmm. I want the cake. But instead of me making a whole cake or purchasing many cakes, I'm going to just get a slice. Right. The French method: have what yes. you want, just less, of, less of it. Yeah, just less. Just, mm-hmm. just, just less. You can have it. Just. Mm-hmm. You know, Eat the whole thing. <laughs> I see cake in my future. Yeah, get the cake. Get the slice of cake, baby, because you know, Acme got the slices, and they the big slices. They not big right. slices either. Mm. And their cake is good, too. And their donuts are good. Yeah. Wegmans cake <laughs> is also good. Clearly not the right people to ask that question. No, because no, we will eat the cake over here. Y'all tell me where to go. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you when to get to. The carrot cake ain't that bad. And it got carrots in it. So how can you lose? Oh. I how can like you lose? Wegmans. Good old vanilla. I'm actually Dr. Oz and they call it Wegner. Did you hear about that? Yeah. 
He called it Wegner's. Ew. Okay, go back to Jersey. Go back anywhere but here. Uh, I love you guys. I have a million more questions, and I, uh, you better be glad my phone's dying because otherwise I'd be firing them off. No, we'll definitely. You can absolutely return. Um, we love this sex. I actually love this. I love this. Um, it's it feels. I feel like it's helpful, and I also feel like people get to know the behind the scenes type of thing of what therapy can look like for you. And I don't think uh-huh. there's enough representation for that. So I love it. I love this, guys. I mean, this is an opportunity to ask questions that. I know damn well I'm not the only person with that question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe people just don't know the right people to ask. They don't have the time. They don't want to admit it. Whatever it may be. Correct. Having maybe us in their ear, in their private, whatever they're doing, might just be the push that they need. To I have the conversation. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. this for us. I do. Um, uh, Jamie, I appreciate you for coming on. I appreciate Stephanie for linking you in the vibes. Hey. I appreciate it. I loved it, guys. I loved it. We loved having you. We really did. I'm telling where they can. I, I mean, you're a guest, but we try to tell people if you want people to follow you, you want people to come and find you, you can share that at this time. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm not, you know, too hip and groovy as the young and say, but I do oh, have no. Instagram. Oh, I do not hip and groovy. Hip and groovy, you know, get down and boogie. Um, oh, gosh. Let's see. I, I do a lot of photography stuff, so my, my Instagram, Cupcakes Any Day. Yes, I love cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Cupcakes Any Day, but I do focus on photography and some good lighting and stuff here and there, but uh, hopefully y'all can catch me on the channel again with more. Yes, you will be back. You will be back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I love everybody. I can't wait for you guys to hear this. Stephanie, what are your final thoughts? What do you want to tell the people? Definitely. Oh no! Go be great. Go go <laughs> conquer every day because you're great. Aww. I love that. That was beautiful. My Thank final you. thought is that I just love you guys. Um, we appreciate y'all. Told me to eat cake. <laughs> That's love. Cake, just eat it. Eat the cake. That's Don't love. even fight it. Right. Um, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. And bye. Bye. Bye.